Welcome to uh, Give Me Five, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five questions for me. We don't know what they are, but but we will answer we them. We will answer them honestly. honestly. Gary, I sound like the guy from Monster Mash. He did the Monster Mash. He did the Mash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gary, why don't you take us away? Take us to a, a nicer place, a time before yeah. time, and go to the first question. I'll take you to time before time. Man, I don't know if I can do that, but I just have a simple three-part Scarlett Johansson, Johansson, you, I don't know, trivia game. Oh. I got three questions, and you got to try to answer them correctly and honestly. The first one, how many times has Scarlett Johansson been married? More or less than four times? Wow. Here's the thing is that somebody uh, told me after Black Widow, I I just had forgotten about this, that she has a kid. And I forgot that she has a kid because she's married to Colin Jost. Uh, she just recently mm-hmm. married Colin Jost. And I keep forgetting that she's had a life before him. Uh, the fact that you're saying over under four, that's just that's that's <laughs> insane. If it's over, if it's you're going to take the under, I, I've got to take the under. Yeah, you're right. She was married to Ryan Reynolds and one other, some kind of designer guy. So three times, three times. Okay, good for her. Good Next for her. one. So Keep we have three three love. main actresses. <laughs> three, three main actresses in this movie, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Rachel Weisz, and Florence Pugh. Can you rank them in order of their box office and movies that they have been the main person? So we're not counting all the Avengers movies. But in the movies that each of them has been the main person, who was first, second, and third in total box office earnings? Wow. Well, I mean, history would say just because she's that much older would be Rachel Weisz. But I'm trying to think, has she been in any, any like, franchise? I don't think she has. This is, like, her first, like, blockbuster franchise, I think. Uh, but then again, Florence Pugh is still somewhat new. Oh, she was in that Netflix film, but that wouldn't count. So I have to go between Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but rank them from one to three. Let's go. One. Not on hotness, on, on on their box office. If you get that snippet, yeah, rank them from one to three. <laughs> no box office earnings. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Scarlett Johansson, Rachel Weisz, Florence Pugh. Mm, you, Florence Pugh is there, but actually Rachel Weisz is number one. She has $601 million in total box office earnings. Scarlett Johansson is two with 485. Florence is three with 158. Like I said, she's relatively new. So Rachel Weisz has apparently done just a lot of movies that have made a fair amount of money. And last but not least. I've seen her in a lot. I just don't remember what what she could have possibly. Oh, The Mummy. The Mummy. Oh, was she in The Mummy? Yes, she's the main girl. Well, th- this is only counting um, lead roles. I-, I don't know if you would call that. Maybe it is like a lead role. Yeah, she's like a female a lead, lead maybe. She's the female lead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll call that a lead. And then the last one, which movie did my mother work with Scarlett Johansson on? Was it A, Eight-Legged Freaks? Was it B, He's Just Not That Into You? Or was it C, Just Cause? Was she in, was she in Eight-Legged Freaks? I don't oh, these are all movies that she's been in. Oh, then it is Eight-Legged Freaks. I know that your mother's been in it Eight-Legged It is Eight-Legged Freaks. Legged Freaks. Yes. 
she worked on it. She brought me to the set. Scarlett Johansson was, I think, 14 or 15 at the time. And yeah, my mom got to work with her. I might have met her. Don't remember. If I would have, I would have wiped her up. So yeah, fortunately, I did not. At at 14, you said? Yeah, she was 14. I was five. So there we go. Oh, wow. Wow. It's that old. Wow. Crazy. All right. uh, Was that it? Off to you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Gary, we are still laboring on to pay off our bets from the NBA's 2021 postseason, which leads us to man, the freaking Knicks have screwed me all the way now, man. (laughs) Which led us to make some film bets. As such, why don't you go first to give your 50-second review of the third Saw film, if you want to hear either of the first two. Go back and check the logs. I don't recall off the top of my head which one. I believe you gave a one all encapsulating one in two film review of the first two I did. 50 seconds but since we're getting further on they're getting a little bit better we'll give you 50 seconds in total for the third saw film exclusively uh let me get out my stopwatch here uh the third of the five you are obligated to see yes while i saw follow, the third yes i while i will follow you with 50 seconds of my own reviewing the film Paddington. So, yes. uh, I think I've I pushed it off long enough. Are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Three, two, one, go. All right, Saw the Third. Okay, we have three quick deaths, which I love. Visceral, engaging deaths. The last one did not start off with that many, so we're off to the races. Um, I think that at first, the wife character who has to do the surgery on John starts off weak, gets a lot stronger. The final twist that each of them at least has had so far that I'm assuming every movie is known for, I think does a really, really good job, actually. A lot better than the last movie of wrapping it all together. The main story doesn't really start for a while, but I really enjoyed the story about Amanda, the um, uh, woman who was to be his protege. And in the end, you find out it was all a game to Ten kill seconds. her. I actually quite enjoyed that twist. So I would rate it less than the first one, but higher right. than the second one. Um, Three, overall, two, one. Boom. Uh, You're done. That's that's my review. Yeah. All right. Uh, wait. So what was your review? What, what was your like out of five? If I was going to rate it, so if we're, if we're going to rate it as just the Saw movies, I'm not comparing it. So the first one, five out of five. Second one, I honestly got bored, so I'd give it a one and a half. The third one, I'd give it like a, a three if the if the first one's a five. First one is still like by far the best. I, I really, really enjoyed it. So, all right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right. You got a timer for me, buddy? I have a timer that will be ready in a second. Yeah, let me say this. The third one was not boring at all. Absolutely. I I have a third one is one of one of my favorite. Yeah, it was good. All right. I've got my timer. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I am reviewing the film Paddington. Paddington. Yes. Three, two, one. Paddington. Paddington coming to you. All right. Uh, the heart is there, but the comedy creeps up on you, and it's and completely genuine. I did not expect it at first. I, I there were a couple of really kids jokes, and it it, it really came across inofficial, uh, unartificial. Or, yeah, came up artificial. I I should say, and uh, I didn't enjoy it. But once we got to like the train station on, the rest of the film just oozes heart, just like the marmalade that the the named twenty second titular character loves to eat. Uh, use of the toy house and settings is one of the most creative 
and uh, innovative use of set pieces that I absolutely loved. The traveling band that consistently goes throughout is very cute. Great character development. Not just a kid's film. Three, I understand and see two, why I got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Boom. Boom. A, a sweet movie, right? A heartwarming movie. Would you watch the second one? Absolutely. And I, I will have Sick. to. I have to watch the first two. You gotta watch them both. I, like, I, but if you I, had to choose, would I, you would. Yes. Am I? Yes. I might just rewatch them with you. Maybe we could do like a special episode on them. I freaking love those movies. Yeah. The, the first one was good. Third one's coming yeah. out. Second one. Here I go. Um, Your turn. Actually, yes. All right. Your turn. So... <sighs> Now, for my fellow Arizonans, Philip, I, and other residents, we have had some inclement weather lately. Yes. Some haboobs, some dust storms, man. I, I got caught in one, not caught in one, but I was at a Burger King last night, and, and the whole like drive through sign got blown over when I was there. Dude, it was and crazy last night. It was night. crazy, right? It, yeah. It wasn't but, normal Arizona. You go on Snapchat, Instagram, anybody's live stories, and it's like, oh, it's a drop of water. It's raining. No, this was, no, it was, was like, freaking scary. It was like you know, the, the sand devil out of hell came to eat us. Yes. So it was kind of scary. Thankfully, though, I got home and chilled out watching TV and I was safe. So I want I want to hear from you, though. What's your scariest like storm story? Have you been caught somewhere just like freaked out by by weather? Because you know, I have. Yeah, I've uh, I was caught in New York when uh, during a time when I was going to school for acting and we were. I, I don't remember which one, but we were caught on uh, in a hurricane uh, that that made even that caused a loss of power. We had uh, we had to stop school for about may, it may have been a week. Um, Jesus that, Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty extensive uh, as far as the damage and, and how far it went into it. So uh, I was kind of hurricane. Luckily, personally, I, it didn't not, it didn't affect me too much outside of not having to be at school for like a week. Uh, I, I just didn't go out. I was able to. I was pretty bunkered down, anyways. I just got to stay and read some stuff. It was really nice. Um, but anytime you went or you went out, you saw like it was. It knocked out some power lines, and so it was like dark in the city. It was dark. Uh, like I have dark not, in the city. Yeah, it's it was. Song. It's crazy how like I have not seen it that dark since like being out in the country, where it's like you don't where one house is is lit up and then it's it's blackness from for all the I can see until you see the next house. Like it was it was very dark and I I find that unnerving in New York. So that's uh, actually horrifying. That. But I'm glad you're here today to do yes. this podcast and thank you. Lift till the tail. Yes. I somehow made it through. Um, Gary, with more and more releases of the upcoming Clifford the Big Red Dog film uh, set to debut sometime later in 2021, it has uh, it has raised a lot of questions of just how realistically a big red dog could live in a modern society. As such, I recently read a recent article that outlined the precise method that a 20 foot, uh, 20 foot, 25 foot dog could be trained to feasibly get rid of the approximate 1,320 pounds worth of fecal matter that would be average for a dog his size daily. Oh no. The best solution, train him to use dumpsters and become a proverbial cash cow for a fertilizer factory. Gary, you have lived your life in the presence of an oversized toy poodle that goes by the name of Gandalf. Would you 
take care of a 25-foot dog or give him up to the local government authorities who I'm sure would run countless tests on how a dog could grow to be that size. Mm. Let me first of all say rest in peace. Gandalf actually passed uh, last week. Oh, he has yeah, left us. I'm so sorry. To no, you. you're okay. Yeah, great timing. No, you're okay. He was wow. not doing great. Um, kind of unexpected, man, but he is off in, in dog heaven, living life, running around like he used to before he got a little old. But if I had... A massive no you know what no i wouldn't i think that i would want to but that would take over my whole life and honestly i have dreams i have i i have podcasts even if he wasn't like a bad dog just like taking care of it would be a full-time job and i i'd like to say that i could own it i could ride it but truthfully i it's hard enough for me to take care of an actual pet so <laughs> multiply that 20 times no no way dude no way and yeah, and you made a point there, by the way. You you do have podcasts. Do you want to plug your your other podcast that debuted this this past week, man? Hey, thank you. I will. Here's here's my shameless plug. Uh, you guys like hearing us do movie reviews. I have another good friend who also does movie reviews. We've started a podcast called Tipsy Flicks, where the catch is we get drunk and then we watch and review movies. Right now, we are doing classics. We started off with Jaws for the Fourth of July. We just did Predator. Next week is going to be Pulp Fiction. So that's actually we haven't told anybody yet that we're doing Pulp Fiction. You heard it here on Chop Greens first. So tune in at Tipsy Flicks, T-I-P-S-Y-F-L-I-X. We're on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. So check us out. Thank yeah, you. We got the exclusive and uh, I forgot that you watch them drunk, too. I never remember that you reviewed yes. them drunk. But I forgot that you watched them drunk too. How fun! Yeah, so then you, you can have those drunk insights that you would never have if you were sober, you know? Absolutely. Your turn. Man, so I read this article and, excuse me, it's a little bit dark at first, but kind of funny. At least I think it is. So three shot outside barbershop after argument between two men over who won a foot race a month ago. <laughs> Apparently, two men in their 40s have allegedly been arguing over who won this race in the street for the past few weeks. And some guy ended up shooting people because he was so mad because he swore that he won. Um, and I don't think anybody died. I have two questions for you. Is is this funny? Because I think it is. And what's the pettiest reason you would shoot somebody? So you said nobody died, right? No, they were just hurt. Let's let's pretend like nobody died because I don't think because it said three shot, not three shot and killed. Just three shot. Wow. Um. Um. Not like I would, but uh, if uh, man, I tell you, sometimes my best friend, man, he. He's uh, he's stubborn <laughs> like me. I, it's not like I'm above him or anything. I can be pretty stubborn myself, but he gets pretty stubborn like me. But he gets these, man. He gets these uh, weird inclinations sometimes where he just gets an idea in his head. He's like, "Are you? I don't know. What what was it?" He uh, he gets these really just dumb ideas where I'm like, "Where did that idea originate from for you?" On why I'm asking you A, B, or C. Why do you think there's motivation behind it other than just I'm asking about the question? So, like, I don't know. He asked why I'm going to a wedding uh, here in a, in a couple months. And uh, I said, I, I mean, it's 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 a wedding. I mean, I was invited to a wedding. I, f I feel obligated to go. And uh, yeah. and he's like, no, it's a, what's, there's something else that you already tell me. I'm like, what are you... What are you talking about? I, I like I, there's no hidden agenda. There's no hidden meaning. I'm not even giving off anything that would suggest that I'm like, 
Oh no, there's nothing that it could be. No, there's nothing. So <laughs> just take me for my word or something. So if he were to lose like his pinky toe, because I can just be like, I'm serious. Because you shot him. Yeah. And then you pull out a little gun and shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I, I'd be fine. With so that. should we, are we going to plan this? Are we going to shoot him? No, I, even, okay. I, I, I don't have that in me. I, I am a petty man, but when it comes to physical harm, that's where I draw the line. What, where's, where's your sense of adventure? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. All right, Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments. With the game, my sister gifted me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the cards are formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? I'm so ready for this. I, you know, I've been watching movies all week. I'm doing two podcasts now, so let's hope I can justify all of that. Do it, so. do it, do it. In the 1987 movie, The Untouchables, who plays Al Capone? Um, I think that we've had this one a long time ago. Robert De Niro? You're absolutely correct, and you're on the board. Yes. In the yes. film First Blood, where does Rambo finally surrender? <sighs> Dang it, we just had this. Uh, the Pentagon? You actually that's not as bad of a that's not as bad of a guess as it might have been. A uh, police station. Police station. I knew it was I was because last week I said like Somewhere Saigon. Official. <laughs> Somewhere official, yeah. Uh, yeah which, 20, okay. which 2017 film stars Charlize Theron as the M16 agent Lorraine Broughton? Oh, 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 it's the how does it feel? Oh my it's the it's called it's Fuck. Excuse me. She has the blonde wig. What the heck? Oh, oh my god. I can't remember what it's called. I even did a review on it. Oh my god. Um, I, I can see the poster. She has the sunglasses. Oh, Atomic Blonde. Atomic there Blonde. There we go. Took oh my god. I was we so scared it. you were going to start counting down. Okay. What there was we go. Indie, you know what? If you'd have left it to be dead silence, I would have. But because you were yeah. you were doing it all, I let you have it. Uh, what thank, was thank Indiana Jones's real first name? Good luck. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so um, uh, uh, Jeff, John, Joe, Joe, Joe Jones, Joseph. There we go. It's wrong. That's going to be Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you had me there for like point five. You said, there we go. I was like, ah, yes, I told you. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm two and two right now. You're two and two, two and which, two. hey, you're already improved if you uh, if you haven't already caught on from last week. What's week's his name? Henry? Henry Jones? Henry Jones. Hank? Hank Jones? Okay. Yeah, it does feel weird. Like a man named Indiana Jones should just stick to Indiana. They're right. Exactly. Uh, when Michael Madsen is interrogating the police officer in Reservoir Dogs, what song is being played? And I'll take either the artist or the, the name of the song, but you'll probably only get the name of the song. Oh, is it I've Got You, Babe? Nope. I actually think you guessed that last week. Very impressive. Uh, stuck in the Middle with You. <sighs> stuck in the Middle with You. Dang. Uh, what color is the little girl's coat in Schindler's List? Red. Very nicely done. You yeah, are now three, three, and three and three. Let's see if you can get, get two more questions. Two right? positives or two negatives? Yes, two more. All right. <laughs> How many brothers were there in Saving Private Ryan? Four. Three. Well, you Garrett. Wait. Four. I say four. You're sticking to four. Sticking to four. Okay. 
Good, yeah. You guaranteed yourself to not have a losing week. Yes. Let's go to the last one, see if you can get yourself a winning week. What is the name of Elliot's brother in E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Oh my god. Uh, Troy? You're wrong. That's Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh, jeez, man. I tied this week with very similar questions. But hey, you did much better. A lot than better. Last week's horrific, just all time record one in seven. Am I correct in that remember? I think I might have gone 0 for 8. It was either an 0 for or a 1. Either way, it was, it was the worst I've ever done. It was, I believe it was a 1. I, I, I think it was I shameful. remembered if it was 0. Well, thank you for that. If it was an 0 for, I would have, like, you would have tattooed that to I commemorate it. I would have done an 0 for and then right next to a date. All right, your turn, sir. Man, speaking of psychological experiments and horrific experiences, this is a quick one. We talked about Saw. You've seen all these movies, and I want to know, like, re- realistically, if you had to pick one that, that you had to do and break out of, which one do you think you could actually do? Um, yeah. Well, man, I'm trying to think, too, of, like, what you've seen versus uh, what you will see. Ah. Uh... What? Uh, you know what I think I could have done? I think I could have survived the house of Saw 2. I think that that's one that I could have survived. Mm, yeah. Um, man, there's there's another one that I, I would say that I could have survived, or at least done better than, than the uh, afflicted party uh, did in their test of it. Uh, but that's going to be in a later film, I believe... You will either hit that at five or it will be it's I think it's one of the next two, duh. But it's one of the okay. next two coming up, I believe. That you will. I could do the one where she where Amanda has to cut into the guy because all she had to do was was cut him open and find the key. Well, but what if it was your girlfriend, Jesse? Oh Jesus Christ, no, no, yeah, kill that, me. that's that was the case. It was her boyfriend, I believe, that that she had oh. to cut into. Yeah, good point. Well, at least I don't have to rip an arm off, but that would cut. That would suck. Ugh. Well, of course, yeah. You don't have to rip your own arm off. You just have to rip off. <laughs> you have to rip yeah. off somebody else's. Uh, you know, organs. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I think that uh, what did I say? Oh, I think I could survive the house because uh, fair enough. I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have been able to get burned in that furnace. I think that he got stuck in there, and they could have gotten him out. Um, I wouldn't have looked through a keyhole. I wouldn't have started the whole process that early. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, Gary, there has been a lot of coverage surrounding Allison Mack since she was recently uh, sentenced to three years in prison for her association with the NXIVM sex cult case. I'm not going to go into uh, the case specifically, but more so Allison Mack represented the first time a celebrity who I felt more connected to an age and awareness through her role in Smallville, a show I watched a lot of, that did something I could not even fathom. Sure, there were historical things that were arguably worse, done by people far more famous, looking at you, Fat Cosby, but these were people who were adults, non-contemporaries, people who I didn't know or weren't there when, or like I wasn't there when they were claiming their fame. Uh, They already had it, which leads me to this, Gary. Who is someone famous that is close in age to you that has done something shocking that really struck a chord with you? Mm. (laughs) This this might surprise you, but hear me out. Florence Pugh is 25. 
I am also 25. Okay. She is currently in a relationship yeah. with Zach Braff, I, I, who's an, like... Anytime I see her, that's all I can think of at first. I, 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 get, I have to get What are you doing? And, I mean, make your own choices, girl, but he's like, what, like, late 40s? And she is gorgeous, man. And she's and she could get any guy she wanted. And the I mean, Zach Braff is funny. I like Scrubs, but truly, you could get yourself a Hemsworth. You could get you a Holland. You could get whoever you want, even if they're thirty-five. I mean, you're twenty-five. She and I are the same age. I could not imagine dating somebody who is twenty-something years older than me. Just to confirm, by the way, I'm looking it up. Zach Braff is forty-six, and she is twenty-five. Girl, what are you? That's actually shocking to me because that's just gross. How old are you, Gary? I'm 25. All right. So she and I are both 25. You would have to be dating somebody 50. Well, right. she's dating someone who's four, who's 46. So what's that age difference? 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. All right. So famous. Let's look this up. I, I, I'm I'm curious. Female actor actresses who are uh, 40. Oh, so then you would be looking at somebody who's 46 yourself, right? No, you'd be looking at somebody who's 51, right? I would be doing someone who's 46. Right, right, right. But what's the age difference between her and Zach Braff? 21 years. 21 years. So 21 yeah. more years than you would be 47? 46 as well. No, 40. she and I, we're both the same age. Wow. I've actually got some good choices. I just found a list. Um, yeah, you got Kate Beckinsale. I've Jenna, got Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Ooh. Penelope Cruz. I think... Looking at this list that I I have in front of me, Eva Mendez. Oh come on, man, Eva Mendez. That's good. Mm, Eva Mendez, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Go with her. So I mean, so you would you would actually legitimately date Eva Mendez, right? Uh, Eva Longoria, Eva Mendez, um, Sarah Paulson, Drew Barrymore. They're all on this list. Yes, I mean. They're whoa, super whoa, duper whoa, famous. Let's go back but to that. You would date Drew Barrymore? I would. You know why? Because she's famous. But Florence Pugh doesn't need to date somebody famous because she already is famous. And she's probably at this point more famous than Zach Braff. So yeah. why? Yeah, that's fair. You know, there's there's really no point okay. to that. I mean, I would date her because she's famous, not because she's incredibly attractive. But Zach Braff is also somewhat famous and somewhat attractive. Fair enough. And Florence Pugh is pretty famous and very attractive. So why? I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't um, get it either. But I, you know what? Good for her. Dating personality, not good for him. <laughs> again, good for him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was your last one. Yes. That was, um, I got. I have one more for you. Oh. That was your question for me. Who was. It was. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're that absolutely done right. Was, You're absolutely it was shocking. Right. Yes. So just the fact that she's dating somebody that much older than her is shocking to you. I would rather her have murdered a puppy than be dating Zach Braff. Duly noted. That's Matt, how shocking. Yeah, that's a, that's a quote for the podcast. <laughs> my, All right, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> my, my last one. So I was just reading about the crazy heat wave that we're getting. Talk about weather. Death Valley just reached 130 degrees. And I want to know if I gave you enough to survive, but just barely for five days in Death Valley to the point where you would be on your deathbed, but you would get saved and you would be nursed back to life. How much money would it take for you to go through that experience? I would give you like a bottle of water and like a granola bar. And if you played your cards right, you would make it through. 
and we would come save you at the end of the five days. How much money okay, would so it take for you to do that? That I will be. I'm guaranteed that I will survive, or, or I will give you enough to survive. Like, if your body needs at least 100 ounces of water, I'm going to give you 100 ounces of water, like, to last you the five days. But no more. I see. I don't think that there's an amount necessary, only because I don't trust myself to survive. So, therefore, money doesn't money doesn't equate into it. Like, not only is the thing about Death Valley, why it's so bad, is because it gets so unbearably hot during the day. But what you have to remember is that it gets unbearably cold at night. Like, the temperature shift is massive, yeah. is drastic in nature. So, and on top of that, you've got, oh, I don't know, the odd scorpion, the odd feral wolf that's going to go around and eat you. So you would just not do it? I don't think I could, man. I, I yeah. You wouldn't even offer me a billion dollars, but a billion dollars does me no good if I die. And I honestly do think I would die. So, uh, Fair enough. I probably, I probably puff, puff, pass. Gary, Rotten Tomatoes has a new article out that was initiated by the new Fast and Furious 9 film that we yes. have yet to have a chance to review. In it, the article aligns science to go along with what makes for the perfect Fast and Furious film. I will now give you some scientific measures that they came up with, and I want you to correctly identify which path makes for a better film. Let's get to it. When the Fast and Furious film mentions family more or less than five times, which way makes for the better film, Gary? More or less than five times. Family. Vin Diesel's ungodly deep voice. I'm going to say more. More is absolutely the correct way to go. Yeah. Course, it's I think that they've the been... Family they've been more well reviewed like as the movies have gone on and they've really gotten into that family thing so yes they said family so many times in the ninth movie absolutely too many uh, but yeah it's definitely more uh with a 72.6 percent tomato meter average again this is before f9 nice. um 933 million worldwide box office average compared to only 38.5 percent in only $240 million worldwide average, uh, box office average. Uh, when the Fast and Furious film includes more or less than a 10-minute destructive finale with $10 million in damage. Um, I'm going to have to say more because the amount of property damage in the like final sequence in the, in the ninth was ungodly, and I, I, I loved it. So I'm going to say more. Again, keep in mind that all this is pre prior to the, the, the ninth film. True, this but I it. think it's it's a tried and true method. Okay, you know? just, just, just so yeah. you know, just because you you keep going to the F9. To the uh, ninth. It's, yeah. it's fresh in my head here. But that's, that's yeah, fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say more. Uh, it is definitely more, of course. It's more. 72 more points. is more, man. Yeah, 72.6% average uh, tomato meter with uh, $987 million worldwide box office average compared to... 38% tomato meter average and $240 million worldwide box office average when there's less than 10 minute uh, destructive finale and $10 million in damage. Uh, so you are two for two thus far. Let's go to the next one. When the film includes someone drinking a Corona or not. <laughs> that product placement was pretty intense. They, they had Coronas in the secret layer. They had them everywhere. So... Once again, more is more, and I'm going to say more. You are correct. Uh, when, yeah. you are, when drinking a Corona, 
which fun fact, the characters only drink Coronas whenever in California. At least in, again, in the previous uh, eight films, I guess now. Uh, 58.25% tomato meter average with a 718 million worldwide box office average compared to a 56.8% tomato meter average with 604 uh, million dollars worldwide box office average. Uh, you are three for three, of course. Here we go. To kill or not to kill off mm. a major protagonist. Which makes for the better Fast and Furious film, scientifically speaking. Mm, well, less. So you're saying to not kill off a major to protagonist? To not kill. To not kill. You are absolutely correct. Don't kill yes. comes in at a 61.6% tomato meter average with $837 million worldwide box office average compared to I mean 55.6% tomato meter average and 563 worldwide box office average uh million 563 million dollars to You don't want to kill your family. family. Yeah, absolutely. Don't kill your family. Finally, the last one subject I picked but there are plenty more. Make sure to go and read the Rotten Tomatoes uh, article if you are intrigued by this. Should Dwayne The Rock Johnson be sweaty in the majority of the film? <laughs> um, yes, you're going for a sweaty, sweaty rock. or not sweaty or not as sweaty because he's he's pretty sweaty. Let's let's say a sweaty rock for sure. Uh, yes, absolutely. More you, want a, you want a sweatastic rock with 72.6 percent tomato meter mm. average. Uh, to $933 million worldwide box office average compared to a 68.5% tomato meter average and $775 million worldwide box office average when he is a little less sweaty, a little more uh, dampened. All right, we want so a sweaty rock, man. You want a sweaty rock when making a Fast and Furious film. Amen. All right, that is it for both of us for... Podcast is Samaritan's Gary Boucher. I am Philip Amorite. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Of course, we've got plenty of other Gimme Fives in the vault. Make sure to go and listen to all of them. They are there. They are adored. They are loved. They is important. Make sure you go back and listen to all of them, as well as continue to subscribe and listen to all the future podcasts that this beloved podcast will provide you. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to do so. Screw you, Pandora. Pandora.